Hello, welcome to another Cheap Shot Wrestling podcast. I'm Matt Bass, and I'm here with Ben Bowles. Way! <laughs> and uh, this is episode number 40 of the Cheap Shot Wrestling podcast. How are you doing, Ben? I'm good. Are we episode 40? I've only Number 40. That. Reached Look a out. milestone. We've made it! <laughs> Uh, also, I mean, if you've been listening the last few weeks and the uh, progression of Ben's quality, uh, been going up and up and up. And, uh, what a story up, Ben. Yeah. Now it's kind of, uh, his quality is very good. We are still over a uh, video chat thing. So there may be one or two moments just for a second or so where Ben's quality might dip. But that's just because, you know, the, yeah. the... Who knows? It it could be a case of um, I don't know. It could be anything, but it's always a, it's always a, a risk when we do this. But we've actually done really well so far with this setup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've we've lot... done in the past. We've done one remotely, but now we're doing obviously weekly ones remotely, and they're fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We will be doing another episode next week because it'll be after Money in the Bank pay per view. Absolutely. This time we're going to be talking about Money in the Bank pay per view and the matches that have been announced so far. Um, and how they're going to be done, potentially. Um, we're going to talk about the potential return to audiences, or the, the event, potential return of audiences to WWE shows, and them touring. Uh, and we're also going to talk about Drake Maverick, the great Drake Maverick, and his potential, is it a work, is it not, has he been released, we don't know. Um <laughs> We're going to discuss that and see what you know what we all think of it. Uh, Samoa Joe being on commentary on Raw, I thought that was what, something worth talking about. <laughs> Getting rid of Jerry the King Lawler is fantastic. It's um, definitely worth talking about just because of I. Uh, it's such a treat. Yeah, and the thing is, and I think it's a difficult choice to make, but obviously I know that he's just not got it anymore. And I think just taking Jerry Lawler off TV is any plus. Yeah, plus any person that takes his role, but Samoa Joe's done really mm. well there. And we're also going to be talking about the resurrection of AJ Styles. Um, Should we talk about that now? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll get to it because I think it ties into what we'll be talking about with the Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view. Uh, since we were talking about it, though, with Samoa Joe, oh yes, what, what do you think of Samoa Joe on commentary? He's such a natural fit. He's definitely someone I wouldn't have thought to just plunk on the table and him be immediately great to listen to. But he's so good. He's... He plays to the role really well. Uh, he stays in character. Yeah, it's it's a tough job on its own, but I think it's a tougher job if you're trying to portray a character at the same time. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Taz, and yeah. in yeah. a good way. I know that some people weren't a massive fan of Taz on commentary, but he reminds me of Taz in a good way. I, and it's not just because they're both sort of submission experts, you know, <laughs> turned commentators, you know. Um, who are both sort of big guys who did a lot of chokeholds. Um, but yeah, it's uh, they are very good. And he is very good. And it's that yeah. kind of thing of he, do, he still keeps in character. He, he doesn't forget that he had feuds with AJ Styles and people like that when he's mm. commentating on them. You know, he talked about on Raw last night from when we we're recording this. Uh, he talked about how when AJ Styles returned, he said, you know, you can't keep him down. You know, I've tried over and over again to try and keep him down and he keeps on getting back up, you know. And so even with The Undertaker, can't keep him down. And I just love that little thing because it's like, it's not like he's starting a feud with AJ. 
he's just recognizing the fact that you know they have history and uh, yeah. uh you know it's one of the advantages you have of having someone it's nice to have someone who is a former wrestler on commentary yes someone who is a current active roster member but also someone who's wrestled these people in the ring mm. it's not just oh i've wrestled before i know what a suplex feels like he can be like i've wrestled exactly that person before and he can be like oh taking a stars class is like the worst thing ever yeah because jerry lawler came from that perspective when he came into commentary he was someone who had probably wrestled some of the people that were in the ring he had some knowledge about their you know style and how they worked and you know could give some insight into that but also he was a colorful character and could do the color commentator stuff quite well because he had personality yeah. but now he's so far removed from being an active wrestler that he's just an old guy coming out with random shit that's slightly racist you know <laughs> and we don't want that anymore and it's it's great to have someone like Samoa Joe because he's like he's young enough to have wrestled all these guys and to have you know know who these people are and all these new moves that you see and things that weren't around 30 years ago like a tope suicida you didn't see that in 1994 you know so <laughs> that the difference there and and then what was it the tazawa's was it senton it was a it was a senton or a something and he called it the uh like noodle moon soul or something like that it was just oh, something yeah, it was awful something and racist <laughs> yeah it was something that i think for him it feels a bit sort of like oh it feels for him it's like cheeky banter but to everyone else listening in 2020 you go nah that's his, not okay his logic it was, for it was something like you know, we don't have me and Byron and Tom Phillips. I don't have much of a relationship with those two, so they didn't know that I was doing a bit that I'm supposed to say that. And then in response, they say, "Oh, you know, shut up, King. You know that's not a such and such moon salt. You know that's not a moon salt. You know that's a sent on and blah blah." blah. God, old grandpa, Jerry Lawler. That was what they were supposed to do. But what ended up happening was he said it. They all went awkward and quiet and then just moved on. So it kind of left it hanging in the air and made it seem worse. Now, that's Jerry Lawler's excuse for it. My thought is they heard that and went, are you fucking kidding me? Did you just say that out loud? Like, But they couldn't actually say that and thought, maybe if we just shut up, they'll cut it out of the commentary track later you know because it's because it wasn't live i don't think um yeah so they kind of they you they were hoping they could kind of chop and snip out of it yeah I've, I, I just had to look it up just to make sure we were talking about the right thing and yeah you're exactly right it was he called uh, a move that akira tozawa did a ramen noodle moonsault that was it ramen noodle i knew it was noodle something but... ramen noodle moonsault it, yeah it was it's because it's uh, akira tozawa's uh sent on splash and it's yeah. so he called it a ramen noodle moonsault which is just not okay. It's not It's not okay for two reasons. One, you don't call it a ramen noodle moonsault just because he's Asian. I mean, Christ. Secondly, it wasn't a moonsault. No. <laughs> I'm annoyed as a person and as a wrestling fan. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm annoyed as a human being and as a wrestling fan, yeah. <laughs> but no, we don't have that with Samoa Joe. It's clear, concise, knowledgeable commentary, but character-driven. And story yes. story driven, he's not he's doing play by play. Yeah, he's not yeah, doing he's... play by play. He's not going, oh, and that's a such and such into the blah 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 move. Like that's Tom Phillips' job. He does quite well. Um, it's a great team, the three of them. 
actually is. Because Byron's really is. great, and I love Byron, and I'm so glad Byron's back. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> Byron went for a bit, and then it's like, no, bring Byron back. Uh, and Byron has been fantastic while, during the lockdown stuff. Like, the stuff he did with Austin, with the signs. You see that? Where oh, it was, like, yeah. rating Austin's stuff during the promo and then getting stunned. And not just getting stunned, but getting actually kicked in the bollocks when he took the stunner and and on more than one i think it happened twice in that whole sketch he got stunned and got kicked in the balls and uh so you've got to give him some credit for that um i think didn't uh, i think steve austin even tweeted after the fact with a gif of it happening and apologized and was like oh, i didn't mean to kick you that <laughs> sorry <hard>. brother <laughs> <laughs> poor byron poor byron so Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe's been fantastic on commentary and, you know, good luck for the future because I hope he stays yeah. there, but he might end up going back on into the ring. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Well, this is, this and I don't really know why he's out. there. Is he not? Is, I swear he'd gotten through his injury. Hasn't he? Yeah, this is what we we're trying to work out. I think he's either still injured or you raised, you raised a great point about why he's, he probably is on the desk. Oh, which is the there could be the potential that he doesn't want to get in the ring during the coronavirus stuff. Yeah, and they've I said, we can put you on commentary. Way. Jerry Lawler's very unpopular at the moment. We can replace him. We've got to have a seat available. And he went, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That sounds great. Keeps me on TV. And then at a certain point, when I'm ready to get back in the ring, I can just come away from the commentary table and choke someone out. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you, were gonna, you, you made a great point earlier about Samoa Joe and how obviously he's young enough that he's been in the ring with some of these guys uh, that he's commentating on. What's also nice is in that lovely, happy medium where he is young enough, but he's also wrestled long enough to have the experience to talk about it from a place of knowledge yes. and experience. He's young so enough he knows... and also a veteran. Yeah, he's a young veteran. He's a grizzled young veteran. He's a grizzled veteran. young veteran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he is uh, Samoa's number one. Um, <laughs> number one. Number one. Um, yeah, so uh, we're going to move on now. Talk about someone else who has had uh, experience working for Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, um, Drake <laughs> Maverick. Um, will he be returning to TNA potentially? Has he actually been released? Is it a work? Is it not? Who knows? What do you think, Ben? I. I'm under the impression that maybe he's, instead of working himself into a shoot, he's kind of shooted himself into a work. Brother, brother. Yeah, so it feels like maybe maybe it is that he was released and maybe he, you know, it was that was it. They were like, yep, let's just trim the fat now. He was unfortunately included, but they weren't expecting the absolute outcry from the fans about him being cut so soon. And yeah. obviously being cut to a point. He was in the middle of something as well. It felt like he was kind of in the middle of something here. He's in the tournament for the Cruiserweight Championship. Well, and then the, it's kind of like, oh, just cutting him loose now. But the go, tournament just... hadn't started yet. They'd announced it, and he was yeah, going to be in that. it. But then they announced he was cut. And then in his promo, which is what it was, his <laughs> promo sure. video where he cried and said, I've been released, he mentioned in that to say, I, um, I'm still scheduled to be in this tournament, and I'll still take part in it. Um, but this will be my last wrestling for WWE. So I don't know whether that's legit and he'll be in this tournament. He'll lose his last match and be out of the tournament or he'll get further in the tournament, lose and then leave. Or yeah. whether 
they've said to him, if the whole thing's a work, it could just be like they said, look, we've seen you cry on TV before and it's people seem to like it. Uh, if you do a promo where you say you've been released and we'll announce you've been released, but you're not really released, you know, just channel that energy into into this and then, and it'll get you really over and you'll be like an underdog story in the tournament and then you'll win the whole thing. And that's going to be the start of your new cruiserweight career on NXT. I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of happy if that is the case. Because to be honest, I don't want to see him go. He's a good guy and he's a good wrestler. And he's, you know, he does what he does really, really well. You know, he's not going to be world champion. I don't think even he's got the sort of uh, delusion of grandeur or anything that he thinks he's going to be world champion or something. But there's a role for people like him. And they would be... WWE would be worse off to get rid of someone as talented as him. So they would, and so soon as well. Like, like I was saying about how it's kind of felt like he was on his way to something here. Yeah, he was kind of like, like you say, he's not going to be world champion at all. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, but you just hope that when he has something good, he sort of latches onto it. Mm. And it felt like, oh, he's in this tournament. I haven't seen Drake Maverick in the ring in a while. That'd be quite cool. Yeah. So much like, so that oh, I didn't really... know what his theme music was. When he came to the ring, I was like, oh, this is Maverick's music. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had to look I had to look up whether it was new music. So yeah. I went and found his old one. I was like, oh, no, no, it's the same. Yeah. And it, yeah, so it seemed like he was sort of like, he's just gotten back in the ring. He's been wanting to wrestle for such a long time. Mm. He's talked about it in the past, about how he hadn't been wrestling in WWE for quite a while now. And the, the whole sort of 24-7 championship kind of reinvigorated that in him. Mm. And yeah, to see him sort of in a sanctioned, actual, proper match again was nice. And then it was just kind of, yeah, cut short when he was released. Um, but I can't help but think maybe it was on purpose. And then the WWE have kind of just jumped on it and gone, oh, actually, no, we'll, we'll actually give you a job. And yeah. we'll actually let you stay because you've actually seemed to have, you seem to have support. That we you didn't you know seem you to have shown what you've shown you've got the passion and that people were sort of devastated that you were gone and we can use this as something to help get you over because yeah, exactly. if they, they just they, said they oh if i mean if they've just done it as drake maverick is going through his tournament and he's the underdog and he gets quite far that might get him some press and some mm. coverage but add in the fact that he legitimately could lose his job as a result of it potentially I mean, oh, that yeah. throws another sort of real element into it that he's been released, but he's just doing these shows for WWE. And it's a really emotional kind of like, this is literally, this is my opportunity. If I fail, I am gone from this company. And and I mean, if he didn't do well in that first match against, um, what's it, his name, Jake Atlas, the guy he had the Atlas. first match. Yes. That was a really good match. And I thought he was going to win that match. They had a really yeah. good match. Jake Atlas was very good. I've never seen him wrestle before. Or I may have seen him wrestle once before, possibly. But um, he was actually... Jake Atlas was on the Undercover Boss episode that Stephanie McMahon did. Really? He was a up, young and up-and-coming wrestler who wanted an opportunity in WWE. And she is a sort of pretended to be a news reporter or something. Met him and interviewed him and found out all about him. And then gave him a tryout, and he is now working for NXT. So clearly worked. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? But uh, I'd never seen him wrestle before, and he did really well. And they had a really good match. So it might have been a thing where they might have gone, 
we'll, we'll, we'll be watching this first match. And, you know, wrestling isn't about winning and losing because it's all work, right? But he goes in there and does a really good performance. And they might go, do you know what? You've actually won us over. We're going to rescind the res- the release and actually keep you on. Yeah. You know, because it might have been that was a trial match. They were releasing him, but then they've gone, actually, he's done really well in these matches. Um, the only problem is his third match is against Kushida, I think. as 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 much as i want to think they would do it you know underdog victory of drake maverick winning this he has to beat kushida to get through (laughs) i think kushida might do him in i don't know know whether i've got money on that i probably will put money on kushida going through oh do you know what thing is though I was thinking about this while we were talking about Jake Maverick. Jake Maverick. How would like? How would you like it to be handled on TV? Because I've got an idea about how I'd like it to be handled on TV. Go on. So, my idea would be if they, if for, let's set the stage of he has been released. Um, they've changed their minds because of the outcry. He's now he continues in the tournament and he does these sort of um, uh, sort of workhorse matches where he's kind of really putting in all. Uh, all the effort he's really trying he, like he's not giving up he's kind of just giving up uh sorry not giving up but he's basically just putting up a fight he's john cena right? never give up you know never give up but like, i'd love it to see it so like it's it's obviously been publicly announced that he's been released he has mentioned himself that he's been released and he's very upset about it but he's still in this tournament i'd love it to be a case of he gets eliminated by kashida and it's kind of like oh that fuck that was it that's drake done he's out and then at the end of his match, obviously there's a round of applause from the fans. Everyone's like, "Thank you, Drake. Thank you, Drake." There's a big chant. Assuming and that there were he... fans. No, 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 as in, if yeah, if there were fans, this is how I'd like it to be booked. Yes. Don't forget, this is fantasy booking. Fantasy booking with <laughs> fantasy situations as well. Yes. So if like if Drake ends up losing the match, obviously to Kashida, he will. Um, as he's leaving, William Regal should stop him and be like, "I heard you've been released. I want to bring you into NXT." And he basically re-signs him. Because they sort of treat NXT as if it is a separate I suppose they do sometimes. Because they sort of say like... And they've done this before on other brands as well. Where they said about like, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn being fired from SmackDown. And so they were looking... They were at Raw looking for a job. You know, and that kind of idea. So they could say it's like, look, have William Regal say, look, you know, we really... You know, I really want to keep you on. You're a really good wrestler. And sure, you've been released from your contract from WWE. But as general manager of NXT, I want you in NXT. And so I'd love to offer you a contract, a development contract in WWE, uh, for NXT. Or something like that. Yeah. Like he could do as an NXT, you know, development guy. And kind of yeah. rebrand him as like the superstar in training kind of thing. They could even do a thing where, like, William Regal basically goes, I've discovered a loophole. And essentially, instead of signing him to, like, signs him to a developmental deal, but that's kind of his way of going, like, this is how I'm going to get you back into the company. It's the only way the company will let me re-sign you yeah. is if we sign you to a developmental deal. So he's like, I'll get to keep you, but you just have to be a developmental sort of talent for a bit. And then they do the whole thing where it's like, you know, they take the photo of all the developmental people in the comment <laughs> center. Oh, yeah. With it. the property of World Wrestling Entertainment t shirts and like yeah. shaking Triple <laughs> H's hand and all that. <laughs> they just 
be I think it'd just be quite a neat story. Yeah. And obviously again, I just want to point out that we are definitely venturing into the territory of we're gonna book this and it's never gonna happen. It's not gonna be as no nowhere near as good. What's gonna happen is he's gonna lose it, he's gonna look sad and they're gonna go, Well that's Drake Maverick, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and that's gonna be yeah, it. That's, Drake Maverick's going to the Indies now. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then we'll see him next at some PWG show with E C three. Like <laughs> with Rockstar <laughs> Spud. Yeah. He also, he's, there's, there's, I don't know, that's just an idea. That's my idea. It'd anyway. be fun. Like that, it'd be, it'd be lighthearted. It'd be nice and, you know, oh, how lovely for Drake Maverick to be sort of like, he's put his, he's put in his all, he's lost the tournament, but he hasn't lost his career. I'd love him, them to be as creative as that, you know, to try and come up with something that isn't just, he wins the tournament. Yay, he won his job back. Because they can yeah. do stuff where he loses and play off the fact. Because I th- almost think, Dream Maverick is actually quite a tragic character. And actually, the fact is, people are going to be a lot more behind him if he's this guy who is always down on his luck, but not in a kind of Mikey Whipwreck kind of way of just being someone who loses all the time, you know, or Kurt Hawkins who just loses all the time. Like, he's someone who tries really hard, clearly has the talent, gets so close, but just misses it at the time. And yeah. you play off the fact that he's quite a tragic guy and that he is sad, depressed almost. And actually you're kind of playing off this guy who has nothing nothing uh, to lose. You know, is it does he have nothing to live for or does he have nothing to lose by just going for it? And like yeah. playing off that. And they could do something with that. Are they going to? Probably not. They would much yeah. rather do a storyline where you know, I don't know, Bobby Lashley steals someone's woman or something, you know? <laughs> like, but, but like my other option you know, would be if they decided, uh, okay, Drake's going to win it. So if he wins the tournament, then he, he's in a position of, well, they have no choice because I have their championship. So yeah. If they don't resign me, I'm leaving with the belt. Yeah. That would be quite cool as well. But then, like you say, is he's got Kushida coming up. So <laughs> yes. Let's see how well that goes. We'll see how well that goes. Um, so we'll move on now. Uh, just before we talk about the money in the bank and stuff, I wanted to talk about WWE's potential for returning to doing live shows. This could play into your fantasy about <laughs> Drake Maverick. <laughs> you know, maybe by the time that this tournament ends, there will be an audience. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, this is the thing. My fantasy could become a reality. Yeah, and they could be there going, Maverick, Maverick, Maverick. Sign him now. <laughs> Sign him now. But, so, WWE, there's been rumours speculating about them potentially returning to doing touring and doing live shows, live events, in June or July. I did a little research myself, went on to Ticketmaster to see if there were tickets available for things. And there was a few shows on there that had were cancelled underneath because they'd been cancelled. They were during May. Um, but there was a show in columbus georgia um it's not a place i when i first saw columbus civic center i thought oh columbus ohio no columbus georgia um for a show on sunday june 28th as a live event and they had pre-sale coming up in a couple of weeks or whatever a week or two i was like well if they've got pre-show pre-show pre-sale is what i meant to say they've got pre-sale coming up um if they've got pre-sale coming up that means that they are planning on selling tickets for it. So they're expecting to still be, to be able to do this show on June 28th. 
Um, yeah, and that, that we we mentioned this in last week's episode about yeah. Um, there's a reason why it's in Georgia, and Georgia seems to be a state that is now following suit about allowing wrestling. I think they're allowing. Well, audience. it's like live sports and entertainment things, or whatever. Yeah, it falls under that category. So they're sort of another one of those states that's um, going ahead and allowing live sports and entertainment to carry on. And yeah, it seems as though maybe the WWE are thinking that if by the end of June, if Georgia are allowing it now, then probably by the end of June, they'll be allowing crowds to attend. Yeah. Um, They're kind of jumping on the bandwagon and going like, right, let's get ticket sales back up again. Well, on on Ticketmaster, uh, they also have two newly added events. Um, one okay. was for a live event in Rockford, Illinois, uh, on July twelfth, and the other is for SmackDown in Fort Worth, Texas, on July thirty first. Now, is that the return for SmackDown to uh, shows in front of audiences? And I would suspect well, SmackDown would be the one to be the first show back because it's SmackDown on Fox. You know, it is essentially the A show now <laughs> uh, in the eyes of WWE's, you know, finance department, at least anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seems to be. But, I mean, that's July. So unless they come back earlier than that, which could happen, I, I was under the impression that they were looking at having a limited audience, uh, socially distanced seating, um in the performance center. See, that would make more sense to me. Just having it in the performance center alone. Like that last episode of NXT with a crowd was in the performance center with a crowd. Yeah. And you don't, and that way you don't have to worry about moving talent around. You kind of just, you just base everyone in Florida, set everyone up there and you just do show like they're doing now. It's like what they used to do with NXT when it was an hour and they used to do block taping of NXT. And now it seems like they're sort of, doesn't it feel like they're just adding like another variable to this where it's Mm. like, not only are we going to leave Florida, but we're also going to chuck in crowds and you go, okay, if you just want to do one or the other. So if you want crowds, stay in Florida and try to do it that way. NXT is actually being filmed at back at full sale. Has been for a few weeks now. Yeah. They're back in. They're doing full sale university. Yeah. They're still live, aren't they? I don't know. Are they live? I'm not well, sure if they I'm are. Work out. I thought they were. Maybe I'm, they I are, because it's because like... it's because it's NXT and it's at a different place and they're doing it live there. But that would still mean you'd need to get people who are paid less than the people on the main roster <laughs> saying oh, God, you yeah. actually need to come and do this live every week. So I would have thought they <laughs> may be still doing it taped. Um, but anyway, I mean, if you're going to do audiences, you might as well do them in the Florida, like the small venues of Florida that they have, full sale and performance center. Makes most yeah, sense, really. That they're, that they're lucky enough to be allowed to actually do the shows in any way. Yeah. So it's like, it, it just feels to me like they're pushing their luck. Maybe. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably know more later this month because if they are going to do shows in June then they need to start selling tickets now. <laughs> That's true. I, like, I, I can't fault them for it. Obviously, they're still a business and they still have to try and make money and they yeah. still have to sell tickets. So 
they're trying to, I guess, I think I would take that listing maybe as, maybe I should look at it more as a prediction. Like they're kind of, yeah. it's hopeful. Like I mean, they kind of book these things and then they might cancel them if they're not able to yeah. do them. So. It's happened before. I, I had it with um, uh, with NXT, NXT UK uh, Dublin. Is it, yeah, Dublin. Oh, Dublin, yeah. Because that was basically being held off. And it, I, it, it looked as though it was going to stay on for a long time because they were like, oh, Ireland's doing okay seems to be that cases are quite low and then obviously things got a lot worse and it started when they started cancelling all the parades and things in the streets for st patrick's day yeah and i mean ireland then, had ireland had quite a massive lockdown before we did in the uk that um, they did they did and that's why it seemed quite help quite hopeful yeah um and the WWE were very set on it. They were like, yep, it's, it's going ahead as normal. But then, yeah, things changed very quickly. Mm. And I think with a week of them saying, I think it was even less than a week, actually, within a, I think it was in a, within a few days of them saying, the event's going ahead as planned. Uh, nothing's changed as of yet. A couple of days later, it seemed as though they'd basically just gone, no, it's it, like full on, gone. Like, there's no way we're doing it. Yeah. And I think that's now been pushed back to the 26th of October. Yeah, it's in October now. Yeah. Yeah. And my ticket is still valid, so... Well, good for you. <laughs> I'll make sure go. to look out for you when I'm watching it on the network. <laughs> it, uh, just, to, just to point out, the reason Matt's not coming is it was a birthday present. It was a Christmas present for my brother. No, it's because he doesn't appreciate or I like me. So. It's because I don't love him. <laughs> We're not real <laughs> brothers, that's why. <laughs> if I was genetically related to you, then I would go. Um <laughs> It's fine. I don't have the money to go to Dublin anyway. Um, <laughs> no one does at the moment. Well, actually, I mean, probably right now I could afford it. I could afford a ferry over there. Um, oh, yeah, actually. Now, now, actually, yeah, right now. Right fine. now, I could afford it. It's just there's no possibility to be able to do it. Unless we could swim. Anyway, <laughs> and let's move on <laughs> from the fact that you don't appreciate me as a friend enough um, <laughs> to talk about money in the bank. Yes. So, oh, yes. Currently... Currently, there are, well, there's either six, it's been like Boris Johnson's children, there's either six or seven matches, depending on how you look at it. There's, yeah. Um, <laughs> satire. Because um, <laughs> there's two Money in the Bank ladder matches, but the matches are going to be happening concurrently. They're going to be happening at the same time. All yeah, the men and I all the women are set off in one go. Now, I think we had a conversation about this before in the last episode about whether how they were going to do the money in the back ladder match because if yeah. one match happens and they destroy the place as they go along, are they going to repair everything and then have the next lot destroy everything as they go along through the building? <laughs> and so I think this makes sense in a way because it just means it's like shit's going on all over the place. Oh, and then some women maybe even have interactions with male comp competitors as well, helping out a, a, a male competitor. So if you have like, well, let's do a rundown of who's in the matches. Right, I've got yeah, a yeah. list of them. So we've got Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, Baron Corbin, uh, Otis, I was about to say Otis Do Dozovich, but it's just Otis, isn't it? and AJ Styles. And in the women's side, you have Asuka, Shayna, Nia, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. So you could end up with a situation where you have, like, I don't know, Daniel Bryan is doing his yes kicks to Baron Corbin, and 
every time he does a kick, Oscar does a kick to him as well. And there's a bit of interaction stuff there. Well, that's good. That's kind of a, I'd not thought of that, actually. That's a really good idea. Just have the, because they're going to run into each other at some point. Yeah. If they're going to have the same time. So you're right. If What's to stop them? Just sort of, just have a bit of crossover. So if there is Daniel Bryan, like you say, Daniel Bryan doing some kicks, Oscar joins in. You could even have like sort of alliances formed yeah. where like Shayna teams up with AJ and they're sort yeah. of just like, all right, let's just, let's deal with this. We're like, we're yeah. clearly the two players here. Yeah. It'd be like, it'd be there. There's a lot of potential for it to be incredibly interesting, but I was like, but how are they going to broadcast it? How are they going to show it? I don't know. I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do that match because it could be a massive clusterfuck and just yeah, is unwatchable be, because it's just so much, oh, there's a thing there and there's a thing over there, but considering it's all being pre-filmed sorry pre-taped and like edited in a way to make it watchable i would assume everything will be shown you know and it'll be in a in a kind of narrow there'll be a narrative structure to the whole thing <laughs> and it well, won't be, be crazy say, just be structure in general there'll be a genuine start and end they can choreograph it meticulously. and they can easily edit it because they can just be like someone does a big move and then just cut to someone else doing something else in a different part yeah. of the building and it, and it won't be like a weird jump cut. And I think it could end up being quite a long match, but it won't feel like Edge versus Randy Orton, which seemed to kind of go on for ages because they couldn't cut away to anything because it was just those two. Whereas it feel more like a luxury because yes. we're getting to everything and everything's kind of visible. It's not like in the past when you have, it's like when two wrestlers go backstage and the cameraman falls over mm. and then you start to get a shot from a cameraman running backstage <laughs> yes. to try and get yeah. the camera with everyone else. And you go, all right, just, you won't get any of that. You'll see everything. So like you say, if there's big spots, they can easily sort of, they can almost just stop the action and go, right, so we're going to film this spot now mm. and they can get it from all different angles and they can show us every every little bit of it. And yeah. So if there's like a huge spot with some desks or something, we'll be able to see it from all different angles and, how, they can really amp up the sort of uh, production value of the match. How silly do you think it will get? Like, in the sense of, do you think it will be more like, uh, do you think it will, there'll be elements of it that will be a bit like the Boneyard match from WrestleMania? Because oh, AJ no. Styles on Raw said, if I have to throw, I'm paraphrasing here, but he essentially said, if if I have to throw Rey Mysterio off the side of the building, I will, you know? <laughs> and so I'm wondering, will it be like that? Do you think there will be something where age, where Rey Mysterio will just be launched off the side of the building? <laughs> and then they go, Rey's dead now. <laughs> they can, they can bury AJ and then he comes back and everyone's kind of just like, I could, oh, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. If you yeah, exactly. I, I, you know what? I, I'll say it now. I'll say it on record. Uh, that if Rey Mysterio is chucked off the side of the building in kayfabe, I'm all for it. <laughs> I think it'll be funny. He's had some pretty bad shit happen to him throughout his career. You know, he was once strapped to a a, a gurney thing, wasn't he? And then was it Big Show or was it Brock? One of them picked him up and Brock. just slammed Brock's him against. Him. Yeah, he flung him against the corner post while still yeah. strapped to it. <laughs> He's like a lot of it, stuff bad. Because it wasn't the swinging at the post that hurt him the most. It was the bit when Brock dropped him. Yes. He like <laughs> hit his, but he went back first into the post. And that wasn't so bad. It wasn't until he was strapped to this thing, hit himself on his, on the back, and then landed face first without any protection to the floor. 
Because <laughs> Brock had clearly forgotten what he was swinging. Yeah, he was like, oh, just swing that and then just let go of it. And it just went slam face first. <laughs> Sunny side down. <laughs> but I think it'd be really... It can be a really interesting match and I think they can do yeah. some really creative stuff and it could go on for a quite a long time and not feel like it's going on for a long time because it'll be just full of variety and spots and things happening here, there and everywhere. I'm just wondering how it's going to start. Like, do you think it'll be like <laughs> they'll be outside the door at the front on the ground floor and they go, three, two, one, ding, ding, ding. And then they all just run in. <laughs> Like they gladiators. Surely they don't all start. Oh, because I, I actually, I was thinking about this. Surely they won't all start in the same area. Because mm. otherwise, you just end up with a foot race. Because why would you then stop to swing at someone when you could just run, just run, just run upstairs, just go as far? WWE as WWE logic. Yeah, I reckon they'll start in a. They'll start in different areas. I reckon, and then they'll have to like, there'll be fights to get through doors and things like that. So they'll mm. be like, or they'll be like, or they'll start in one location and sort of think. Because oh, this is what I'm kind of hoping, right? If they all start in different locations and you sort of start with one person and they're kind of running around the book, they start and they're like, okay, where is everyone? <laughs> I've got to try and get upstairs and also avoid everyone else. I, I'm wondering about entrances. Like, are they all good? I think they oh, will yeah. start together. And I think what will end up happening is they'll all run in at the same... They'll take that logic of, well, I'm not just going to sit around here, start fighting people, just get in there, run and get... get but there'll be multiple ways to get to the top. Do they take the lift? Do they take the stairs? There'll be some people who think, I'm going to take the lift, and then they get to the lift, and they're fighting each other to try and be first in the lift. The lift opens, one person gets in, they all get in, they're fighting, and some people kicking each other out of the lift. Then there'll be the people who go up the stairs, and they'll be running up the stairs and grabbing each other and trying to pull each other down the stairs as they're running <laughs> up. And I think there'll be an element of that before they kind of get to a point where they just go, I need to take them out so that I can carry on up my way up the thing. And there'll yeah. be a bit of that. Do you um, know what? I, I, I'm going to call a spot now. Yeah. I think it's a spot that will happen in the match. Is that someone will be, they'll be fighting each other, fighting each other. Someone will get beaten up to a point where they're sort of like, oh, they're taken out. They will then throw that person in the lift and press all the buttons. I bet you that happens. Oh, yes. I bet you anything that happens. They'll be thrown in the lift. And they'll press all of the buttons, so they have to stop at every level. Yeah. And but then what they'll do because they're filming it obviously in a certain way. This is all hope as well. Is that when they go up each level, you see the lift and it dings. <laughs> it's them still in the lift. <laughs> the door opens and they're just on the floor unconscious. But then it will get to a point where that could be someone who's quite key in the match, and they're sort of that's their whole thing. But then by the time they get to the roof, that person's already made it to the roof because they've been in the lift the whole time. And going everyone's up. forgotten about them. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, they just pop out the lift and they're like, oh, oh, I, I love the idea of it being like everyone else is already at the top, and stuff has happened where it's just they've all been laid out and they're all on the floor, and the camera's panning around and going, They're all out, no one can get up. And then suddenly, you hear ding, and the doors open, and they're just yeah. in there, and they're like, Oh my god, I'd forgotten about AJ, he's here. <laughs> Made it. He's made it. That'd be an amazing. That'd be an amazing spot. I love it. I if if that's not in it, I'll be very disappointed. I feel like that's something they would have definitely thought of. I suspect there might be a thing where they where there's a battle in the lift, and they're talking about well, the lift. If you can get into the lift and get to the top, you get up there as quick as possible, much quicker than the stairs. Like if you can get that lift, but they'll take the lift out of action in the form of pressing all the buttons 
yeah. and that'll be like, eliminate well, that option. The lift's out because the lift is going to take far too long to get to the top. You know, this is a 15-story building or whatever. That's going to take yeah, way it. too long to get to the top if you go in the lift because they've pressed all the buttons. And I want to see, <laughs> what, what? I want to see executives. Also... I don't want it to be an empty building. I like. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you go. I want there to be a thing where it's like there's going to be a spot where they're fighting to get to the lift, right? At first, and they're pressing the button and calling the lift, right? And they're fighting and they're trying to get be the first person in there. And the doors open, and there's a guy on the phone in a in a suit with some notes <laughs> in his hand. And he just looks up, sees these people fighting each other, and it's like, shit, and pressing a button to close the door. And they're like, hey, you! And they hold the door open, and they grab him by the tie and yank him out of the lift, and they get in the lift, and they're still fighting in the lift. I, I think that's going to happen. And there's going to be working. stuff where they're like... There's another thing as well. I was thinking if... Because um, obviously it won't be a complete office, but if there's yeah. people, if there are WWE employees at home watching it, I bet you they're watching for... I wonder if I'll see my desk. <laughs> I wonder if my, my workspace will There'll be up. someone going, Oh my God, they've destroyed my desk. That was yeah, like, this one guy where they're, like, they're fighting on do, one desk. He's like, broken oh my, God, my bobblehead. Yeah, like, oh, they're getting closer to my desk. Don't do it. And then someone's going to go through a desk and that one person's going to go, I knew it would be me. Fucking I knew yeah. it was my I desk. I knew it was my desk. They hate me. <laughs> they hate me in that. They told Otis to throw that guy through that table. <laughs> they, they hate me in there um but oh, I, I, I want there to be some people in the office like because yeah, it's going to be dark it's going to be dark outside they've shown clips of the the building and stuff and it's not going to be during the day they're going to do it as like an evening thing so mm. do they do it as like it's late and there's people working late or are they going to do it as like the janitors here <laughs> the janitors <Yeah>. like <laughs> hoovering and stuff at late yeah, at night. Potential for so many weapons too. So if there's like a janitor walking around, they can get a mop and yeah, chucking that around. And there's just if there's just people around, you can interact with. Well, they've also talked about Vince's office, and and they've mentioned on a couple of occasions the dinosaur uh, bones that 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 Vince McMahon apparently has in his office. And there is a picture oh. of Vince in his office, and behind him on the wall is a full-on dinosaur head skeleton just the head part of a skeleton skull that's the word i'm looking for i <laughs> couldn't think of the word head skeleton <laughs> his uh, dinosaur skull is on the wall a giant thing mm. uh but probably about a meter wide right and i'm i'm thinking there's going to be a thing where they go into the office and they're going to go into vince's office and vince is going to be there and he'll be like get out of my office now or you're fired and they'll do that or vince gets involved they start fighting someone clocks someone over the head with a dinosaur bone i think it's gonna happen there's gonna be something they've got because if they've made the decision you know what you're right if they've made the decision to do this in the wwe headquarters yeah if they if they're not going to do silly stuff and just have fun with it yeah then what's the point in doing it in the office at all also they could have just kayfabe in kayfabe, yeah, Vince is not backstage with a headset. You know, in kayfabe, Vince is Mr. McMahon, the chairman, in his office being a businessman. So he yeah. has to be there, surely. He's always in the Connecticut office and he never sleeps. <laughs> it's like, we all, and that is true. We all know that's true. So it's like, yeah, just put him in the office, have a funny moment with him for like a couple of minutes. But I It needs to be silly. It. Yeah, it needs to be silly. 
And like it, just little moments like that where you sort of just to put, because if, if what they're saying is true and the reason they're still putting on these shows is to make people smile and make people forget about this, then if they get silly with it, give me a silly show. I want to see some funny stuff. I want to see some creative stuff. Um, I also want to see some really cool, very well shot stuff. Yeah. Like they've got so much potential here. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it should be a really fun show in general. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm the the other matches we've got on this card. Okay, so the New Day are going to be defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against Miz and Morrison, the Lucha House Party, and the Forgotten Sons in a Fatal 4-Way match. Now, I mentioned to you before we started recording that I have a little quiz type thing, and it's a very, very short quiz. Oh, I forgot about this. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Name the three members of the Forgotten Sons. Okay. Uh, Jackson Riker. Correct. Wesley Blake. Yes. And, uh, and third the third guy. one. And the reason is, is because I was writing them down and I could not remember the third one. What is the third? Hang on, let me try and guess. Um, think about it. it. You won't get it. I don't think you'll get it. It's, it's funny as well because I was actually looking these guys up. Yeah. Recently. I've, I've seen this guy's name written many times, and then when I read it, I was like, oh, of course it's him. Always oh, forget you know, him. I know, I don't know it. I don't know it. This is the reason why I think the Forgotten Sons is a great name for them, because I always forget who they are. And looking at a picture of them, I was like, which one's Jackson Riker? And which one? I know which one Wesley Blake is, because he was yeah. Blake in Blake and Murphy. Um, the third person is Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something like Aaron something. Yeah. Like, Aaron? And I was like, I, I looked and went, oh, Steve Cutler. And then I looked at the picture and went, which one's Steve Cutler and which one's Jackson Riker? I don't know. And I realized That's... Jackson Riker is the one who's kind of a manager with the bigger beard. Yeah, he's the big scary dude. He's the big scary um, dude who's like, doesn't actually wrestle that much. Here's, here's my thinking of uh, Stephen Cutler as well. This is going to make me sound even worse and make him sound even worse because I've forgotten all about him. Mm. Is he bald? Um not bald is he He's no, got hair. Yeah, no. See, I, in my head i've got him as bald but i think i'm <laughs> i'm thinking about imperium yes and not yeah no you're yeah, you are no uh steve cutler but i i hate the forgotten sons and not in a kind of I, heel kind of ooh boo the bad guy they're just rubbish like it's the really alan partridge like a, meme like a, of shrugging your shoulders like eh, i don't care <laughs> that, isn't it they are that they're the embodiment of that yeah it's, I, I always thought they were going to be quite a decent, like, uh, heel team. Like, you know, the generic bad boys. And yeah. then you go, oh, they are just generic heels. There's nothing else to them. No. And it's it it was... They have the same kind of um, feeling for me, the way Lacey Evans did for so long. Mm. Which is yeah, for a very generic time. bad person who has a military background. Although we're going to forget about the fact that Wesley Blake has no military background. <laughs> the other two do. <laughs> He doesn't. Um, but yeah, it's that thing of like, you know, US Armed Forces veterans who are also bad guys in a weird way. I don't really get that. If they'd been the 1980s, they'd have been the biggest baby faces in the company. Uh, they'd have been slaughter, you know. <laughs> and then they would have exactly. needed a General Adnan moment <laughs> to become, I don't know, what would they be? they'd become Chinese sympathizers at the moment. Um <laughs> 
Korean insurgents. I don't know. North Korean insurgents. <laughs> like, what, what else could we do with them? Because they, you know, it was when they popped up on that episode of SmackDown, and it, it, that was the moment I went, oh my god, yeah, I've forgotten. I'd forgotten. <laughs> and every single time they wrestle, I go, oh, I've forgotten about them. Which is, yeah. I mean, maybe it's they do it on purpose. Maybe they under-promote them on purpose so that we always forget they exist. But that's not how <laughs> you right? sell merchandise for things. That's not how you sell a, a show. You don't sell a show on someone you go, forgotten about them, didn't you? Remember yeah. these guys? <laughs> they were here last week and you'd forgotten they'd existed. <laughs> like... I reckon Steve Cutler sits in the locker room and goes, wait, guys, who am I? which one am I? Who, am I... <laughs> I think there are people wrestling? backstage who go, which one of you is Steve Cutler? Yeah, no, they just go. He's like, oh, okay, I need to just say his name out loud. He'll what? Whichever one turns around, just ask that one. <laughs> <laughs> Who's wrestling in this tag match from the Forgotten Sons? Is it Wesley Blake, Jackson Riker, and the other one? Which one yeah. of those three is it? And they go, the oh, it's Blake and the, it's Blake and the other one. That's who's wrestling. <laughs> He's the third man. He's the third man. <laughs> he fucking wishes. <laughs> And he's going to shock because he's the shock master. Um, so yeah, there's uh, the Forgotten Sons in that match uh, in Fatal Four Way with Lucha. I was about to say Lucha Underground then because I've just got the word Lucha written. Lucha House Party, Miz and Morrison, and the champions, the New Day. Um, I think the New Day will probably retain, but oh, I think it'll be retained. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Unless unless the Forgotten Sons. I don't know, forget the end of the match and then just decide to win. <laughs> I mean, if they won, I mean, it would be the first time ever a tag team has won and I genuinely can't remember the name of the people in it. I yeah, bet you've actually, forgotten yeah, who the third member is already, haven't you? <laughs> Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler, that's it, yeah. Um, Jackson Ryder. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I don't think we need to talk about that match much, m- match much more. That's a bit of a tongue twister. Um, <laughs> we've got uh, Bailey versus Tamina for the women's championship. Can Tamina mm. finally win the big one? Tamina's been on a bit of a strange push lately, hasn't she? She She's has, been, which is weird uh, considering the documentary about her father came out only a few weeks ago. Do you know what the timing of it feels a bit odd, doesn't it? It feels a bit, t- feels a tiny bit tasteless. <laughs> like, well, they call her Tamina. Are... They don't talk about the snooker part. Yeah, she used. To, I swear, she used to be Tamina Snooker as a ring name. She and was now it's just yeah. She was and Tamina think, for a while, like all women were. There were just one first just name, one name, and that was it for ages. And then she got her name at a similar sort of time. Charlotte became Charlotte Flair because it was like we should probably recognise their lineage a bit um, yes, and yeah, play yeah, off yeah, that because yeah. it will be useful to us to be like, hey, do you know the name Snooker and Flair? They're still here, except their daughters are here. Um, so they could have played off that. But I think I think around the time when the snooker trial was happening, they yeah, dropped the snooker name for her. Started. So she went back to just being Tamina. Mm. And I think it, it's just, I, I know, obviously, I'd she like to see her win. Yeah, I'd love to see her win. It'd be nice. I, this is the thing. I've just got to justify that. Like, I'm not saying that she has anything to do with it. I judge her based on what her father did. It's just the timing of it, and obviously the it it seems a bit strange that they're sort of pushing her now, and it, it seems almost like a sort of sympathy push. Maybe like, look, everyone everyone's going to be bashing your father for the next few months because of this is fresh in their minds. So they're like, well, here's a push. Yeah, Forget maybe. About it. But I mean, I'd like to see a win because 
she's never really had a moment. She's been in the company she, for like 10 years and I don't think she's ever had a moment, like a moment where you go, oh, do you remember that match between Tamina and someone? <laughs> like you don't remember. And, and do you know what it is as well? She's someone who isn't Alexa Bliss, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, or Sasha Banks. Yes. She's not, not one of them. So it's like, that'd be nice. See mm. someone new. She's someone who's been, she's been with the company. For Having such said a that, time. you say that, but I'd love to see Alexa Bliss as women's champion again. <laughs> Oh, yeah, fair enough. She'd be quite cool. She'd be fantastic. She's spent enough time away from the the main world title stuff and doing the tag stuff that she yeah, could go true. back to she being could, women's champion again, and I'd love it. She could be good. I, yeah. but no, I, I agree with you. I think, yeah, Tamina, I'd be happy either way, really, that match. Yeah. Because um, it's all leading to Bailey versus Sasha at a certain point, and I'm wondering whether Sasha might cost Bailey the title See? and Tamina wins the belt. It's like, it's just, it's leading to a feud we've seen three times now oh well no but they hopefully they're doing it right this time because it seems like they've they've tried it and they've put their toe in the water of the bailey versus sasha feud a few times and gone "Mm, no we don't like it no not not yet not yet no we're gonna keep them as friends um (laughs) but yeah so they've got that uh what else we got here drew mcintyre versus seth rollins for the wwe championship um hopefully it's just something to reinforce Drew as a champion. Yeah, do you know what? That better be a fucking title retain. I'll yeah. be very upset if he loses the title to Seth now. Yeah, because he lost against Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, so I don't understand why he even deserves to have a title to be a title match. Yeah, it just it does seem a bit. The whole sort of number one contender uh, rule seems to have gone out the window now. All it takes is you just go up to someone and go. I would like a match with you. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'll put the title Roman Reigns and Goldberg. I'm yeah, next. I'm next now. Me, <laughs> I'm next. So, okay, I guess I guess I'll just put the title up against him. Uh, okay, everyone else was in the queue, but he seems to have jumped the queue. So, what can I do? Well, apparently Kevin Owens is injured. Apparently, oh, is he, really? he picked up an injury. Yeah, and so oh, that's why he's been gone he for a little while since WrestleMania. He's, he's been gone. Was it in the match with Seth that he got injured? Possibly, yeah. Oh, okay, right. That makes sense. Which might make more sense as to why Seth has been given this position. That it might have been Kevin Owens who got the position, but uh, who knows? To be honest, I think their plan may have always been to have Seth go up against Drew at this point. It's very true, yeah. And the thing is, I just, I do hope it is just a a title retain. Just we've already McIntyre's already missed out on his WrestleMania moment in front of the fans. Let's not take away the champion. Now. And he needs to have the moment at SummerSlam. At the yeah, big he does. Pay-per-view. He needs to have that sort of crowd back. He gets a reaction. Oh my god, he deserves it. Mm. They're still selling tickets for SummerSlam weekend. <laughs> Going oh, back to the like, thing August earlier. Is still a, August is still happening. So August is still happening. Apparently, um, <laughs> we'll wait and see whether that is still the case. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Um, Braun Strowman versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, mm. This is a match that shouldn't be happening anyway. Because Bray shouldn't no, be anywhere near the world really. title situation. And I know they're doing the whole... Uh, they've got history and they've been linked together in the past a few they times. They can do that another time. You know, yeah, down the line. it just feels a bit weird now. That seems like a feud they could do in the run-up to SummerSlam, actually. And also, as well, does, doesn't it feel like, um, because of the sort of trouncing of The Fiend by Goldberg... Doesn't it feel just a bit like, oh, they have killed him. I'm not really that fussed by Fiend anymore. Yes and no. Because the thing is, I almost feel like they put Goldberg in this position as 
legend who is untouchable. And so, actually, The Fiend could lose to to him, and I still look at Fiend and go, oh, yeah, but no one's going to beat The Fiend. Goldberg's different, because Goldberg's Goldberg, but no one's going to beat The Fiend. So, like, he's going to go up against Strowman, and if he doesn't win against Strowman, that really does solidify the fact he's dead. Because if he can't yeah, beat Strowman... If Strowman beats him, then... Yeah, if he can't beat Strowman, then... What you know? What what does he? What can he do? He lost yeah. to Goldberg, sure, because he's Goldberg, right? But Strowman, someone he definitely should be beating. At which point you then say, "Well, he's now WWE champion, sorry, Universal champion." I'm like, I don't want to see him as Universal champion. <laughs> so, no, I don't. Unless they it's... just end it in a DQ, unless they have it where Fiend starts just like beating him up outside the the ring. And and is always like tied up in the ropes, and he's just attacking him and holding in a the the mandible claw up against the ropes or something, and the mm. referee just goes, no, you know, let go of him, let go of him, and then he's like just hits the referee and just carries on in the ropes, and then the referee yeah. just calls a DQ or something, and they do that. I mean, they could get out of it that way. That's the way to yeah. write themselves out of this corner they've put themselves in. <laughs> I think it would have been it, it would be cool as well if they'd done a story where if uh, when when this whole sort of thing started and Braun started getting involved, if they started doing a thing where Braun's sort of scared of him, yeah, because Braun knows him better than all of us, mm. and Braun knows, oh yeah, he he may have lost against Goldberg, but that wasn't really he didn't give it his all, he wasn't there, like he's like I know what Bray's capable of, and I'm terrified of him, mm. and then you can do sort of like a like an evolution of the character where like. Bray comes out as the fiend, but he's this like disheveled, like war-torn fiend. And Braun's mm. just like, I'm petrified. Like he could kill me. And it's just and that's it. You can end it in a DQ and just have the fiend just like choke the life out of Braun Strowman. And Braun mm. Strowman's just like lifeless on the floor. And it's like, yeah, the fiend's back and the fiend's scary as hell now. Yeah, they they would have to do something like that to keep up the mystique of yeah. the fiend. It's like just have Braun start saying things like, Yeah, like I can take on the fiend, but He's not there yet. Something like if he, that is not going to happen is he's yeah. not going to, it's not going to be like, you know, the fiend is put into the power slam, slammed four times, pin, one, two, three. That's not going to happen. And if it does, no. then we might as well just say goodbye to the fiend because the fiend is dead. The fiend is gone. Yeah. Then that is, if I think if, if he's pinned for the three in this match, then he's, yeah, the character's gone forever. There's no point in bringing it back after that. Braun's defeated the Fiend. It's kind of like a boss battle where like, oh, you've defeated the final boss. That's it then. There's no point in him coming back now, is there? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, those, those are the matches that are on the card so far. That's it. Um, those five matches, uh, the SmackDown tag match, the SmackDown women's match, WWE title. Uh, sorry, did I say five? I meant four. SmackDown Women's Title, SmackDown Tag Titles, the Universal Title, and the WWE Title. Um, but yeah, so it's. Uh, but there is the talk of. I say talk. Sorry. I speculated <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, morning yeah. when I was thinking about it that last night on Raw, the Viking Raiders pinned uh, Street Profits. So potentially there might be uh, a Raw Tag Team Title match added in during this week. Oh, and do you reckon that will trigger it? So they'll go... Well, um, they pinned the tag team champions on Raw the week before the pay-per-view. 
when yeah, there's no tag if match. Not, if that's not going to if that's not going to lead to a match, then what's the point? In, in exactly. It? There's no tag title match booked. That would be stupid. So uh, that match must happen at the pay per view. Uh, and oh, also, SmackDown that. is this Friday, so you never know. There might be like a, was it the Intercontinental title is on SmackDown? Yeah. They might do uh, something with that. <laughs> wait, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is, is. yeah, because it was, it's held by, this is another quiz, isn't it? Who's the Intercontinental champion right now? My God, who Sami Zayn. Is it? It's because Sami hasn't been on TV. Oh, that okay, that yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because Sami Zayn had a match. <laughs> yeah, Sami was at WrestleMania and he defended the title, didn't he? Uh, yes, and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love how confident we were. Of... Yes, yeah, he must be the champion. No, it's just because he hasn't been on TV since WrestleMania, and he yeah. d- defended the title, but he hasn't been on TV since then. So I don't know whether that's. He's stuck in Canada, or what? I'm not really not really sure what's the deal there. Why he hasn't been he, on TV? He might obviously be because we all know Sami Zayn's a very intelligent person, uh, outspoken he, in his political views. Yes, yeah, and he might just be. Hey, do you know what? No, I I understand that the company wants to push forward with doing shows and being in the ring, but he's probably just like I'm not like he probably he did it a couple of times and he probably just thought I'm not really comfortable with it anymore. No, yeah. It might, be. might be. It might be that, yeah. Um, I don't want to put words in mouth. But it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him as time moves on. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they might book, you know, a match like where, you know, Drew Gulak versus someone, you know, like one of those kind of matches. They did it at WrestleMania, but Gulak versus Cesaro. They might do a match like that that they book from SmackDown on Friday. Because there is yeah, exactly. that t- at the moment. If you count both Money in the Bank ladder matches as one match, considering it's happening at the same time, um, they've currently got five matches booked for Money in the Bank, which is a bit... Even for a show that's in front of no fans, it's still a bit small, really. Um, Unless they don't plan on making it a big, big show. Because WrestleMania was split into two shows. And they might think, well, actually, we're losing people a bit by having a really long show in front of no fans. So right, there was some good news came from that as well. Triple H has recently said in an interview that he he wants to do WrestleMania over two nights going forward. Yeah, but he might want to do that, but Vince might say no. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's got a while until the next plus WrestleMania. WrestleMania plus WrestleMania next year is already booked in. Um, oh, it's true. And it's yeah. in that huge bloody stadium that's being built or has been just been built in California. So, because um, it's WrestleMania, it's going Hollywood again. Um, going Hollywood. So, It'd be cool if they did it, but yeah, probably not next year. But it won't be after. next year. Maybe the year after. Maybe that'll yeah. be the negotiation they've worked out for this year. So they can't really... Uh, sorry for next year they've already booked it so they can't really say oh now we're going to do it two nights because that will cost them a lot of money and they'd need to yeah. negotiate that and it's a brand new stadium so that stadium owner's not going to be like well we'll cut you a deal you know yeah. <laughs> so um but maybe the year after but then by that point vince will have forgotten about wrestlemania 36 
And he'll be it's like, true. what? No, we're not doing two nights. WrestleMania is one night. It's one big show. It's one, one big old fucking show that's eight hours long. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the one, th- the last thing we want to talk about is I want to talk, bring us back a little bit uh, to AJ Styles because we didn't really go into that about the resurrection of AJ Styles. <laughs> He's alive. <laughs> uh, so last night on Raw, uh, well, I'll take you back last week on Raw. Uh, Apollo Crews was in a US title match with Andrade and he injured his knee. So it's all a work because they need to get AJ into that match. Maybe they didn't know whether AJ would be able to do the match and then they went, oh, he is. So we'll just do a mystery last person kind of thing. Because they they never announced who was in this gauntlet match that happened last night to determine who was going to take Apollo Crews' place. So mm. they clearly wanted to have the sort of element of surprise of who the person is. And to be honest, for a while I was thinking, this match isn't going to be very good. <laughs> the person yeah. who's the person who actually <laughs> is going to win this is not going to be someone I'm particularly excited about. Because it started off with Bobby Lashley and Titus O'Neil. And I was like, okay. Titus mm. O'Neil gets taken care of quite quickly. He's replaced with Akira Tozawa. And I'm like, eh, okay. He doesn't last too long either, really. Then it's Shelton Benjamin. It's the, the kind of lower mid-card. Just, here's the lower mid-card. The 24-7 division. This is, you know, throw them yeah. out there into this match. And then he gets defeated by Lashley. And then it's Umberto Carrillo. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So it's like the kind of mid-card that get beaten up a lot. Because I realised, watching I was like, I find Korea really fucking boring. Well, do you, do know, you find it boring. as well, or not? You know, I agree with you, because he's really boring, but it seems as though the WWE don't see it that way. They see him as this, like, oh, yeah, no, like, he's, he's he, always featured in stuff. But, but he like, loses they, all the time. I didn't think, where are they going with this? If, he, if I'm going to see him so often, what's happening? Like, who is the, this? I remember seeing him for the first time, like, even little things like he was in the game this year, and I was like, "Who is he?" Oh yeah, Who him. Humberto Carrillo <laughs> out of nowhere, and he has no gimmick. His gimmick is he's Mexican, like that's, that's his true. gimmick. <laughs> he's Mexican, and his cousin is much more attractive than him. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so Humberto Carrillo is wrestling and getting beaten up a lot by Lashley, and then Lashley keeps him in the corner for too long and then pushes the the referee tries to break it up and he pushes the referee away the referee goes no you can't put your hands on me you're disqualified and disqualifies him and then lashley then beats the shit out of Carrillo more and leaves in a huff and then angel garza comes down the attractive cousin and (laughs) (laughs) um Gaza comes down and is I thought this was going to be a thing where it's like Gaza comes down and just comes in there with that big smirk on his face he whips the trousers off and he just goes over <laughs> to Carrillo lays on his back and pins him in the most arrogant way possible and that was the how Carrillo would but they didn't they wrestled and they wrestled and they wrestled and I was like this has gone way too fucking long and eventually Carrillo manages to beat Gaza. Gaza gets eliminated. And then Austin Theory comes out. And I was like, okay, fair enough. This is where we're going. It's just This is what it is. It's mid-card people who are going to end up in this mid-spot. 
Austin Theory gets was it Austin Theory? Yeah, gets eliminated as well, and then AJ Styles comes out, and I was like, oh holy shit! And like I was writing them down because I have my notes here of who was in this match, and I was looking it up, and I was like, oh, they haven't announced who's in the match. So I thought while I'm watching, I thought, well, as the next person comes out, I'll add them to the list, and then I wrote dot 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 which would be the gap where I put all the people in the match. And then I wrote comma, it was won by dot, dot, dot. Have that as the gap as well. And then I was like, put it in and I was like, AJ Styles. I was like, oh, okay, AJ Styles is the last person. It was won by AJ Styles before the match had even finished. I was like, this is what's happening now. <laughs> AJ is winning. No get knocked out by Austin Theory. Yes, <laughs> it's not going to happen. So AJ Styles won the match. Um, the only confusing thing about that Gordon match was they didn't define how many people were in it. So, uh, because they didn't define, because they didn't define how many people were in the match, I was going, okay, but is AJ the last person? I don't know if he is or not. (laughs) It was a bit strange. So I think if they said it was a six man thing and there were six people in it, you go, this is the final person. Who's the final person? It's AJ. I think that would have made more sense, but they didn't. They just went, AJ pins Carrillo, and then it's just like, rings the bell, AJ's music hits, AJ's won. I was like, okay, I guess he was the last person then. I saw that clip, and I did think, that there was a sort of thing where they've not really distinguished how many people are in this, but how does the how does the guy with the bell know, oh, okay, yeah. That's, oh, that's the last person. Uh, oh, there's no one else? Okay, cool, alright. Because no one else seemed to know. Clearly, <laughs> so, the guy ringing the bell knew more about it than the commentary team did. Yeah. That guy who rings the bell is far more in the know than everyone else thinks. <laughs> Um, but he cut a promo after having beaten up Carrillo a bit more. Um, he made him tap out to the calf crusher. And yeah, then he, exactly. And it was, then, he, he, then he hit his leg against the pole a bit and stuff. <laughs> hit his leg against the pole a bit. Mm. Well, that was kind of... Right there, that was kind of it, wasn't it? And it was just... It was a it was a fan service to get AJ in the match. Yes. Fully... fully I'm really happy that he's in the match. And it's I think just, he's going to win. Was, Oh, do you reckon he'll win? Yeah, because AJ has been pissed around for the last few months, really, with all the mm. stuff with The Undertaker and stuff. And he was made to look so shit because he kept on just getting beaten up by The Undertaker. And he needs something to solidify the fact he's a legitimate athlete uh, yeah. and can actually go. Because it's been a while since he hold, held the world title. And he held that title for over a year. So, like... He is someone who should be in the main event picture. And when you have people like Roman Reigns not around, and I know he's not on Raw, but people like that who are not around and you don't have many main eventers, and especially main event heels, Mm. you need someone like AJ and need a legitimate threat to Drew McIntyre's WWE title and and that person not be Seth Rollins all the time. Every single time, and 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 also it not being a person that just goes, oh, okay, I would like to face you next now. Yes. Well, what qualifies you to go for the title now? As, oh, because I said so. Yeah. At least it's a, it's a legitimate competitor, and it's someone with a legitimate reason to go for the belt. And if they build up Drew even more to be this big fan favorite, that everyone's just so happy that he's world champion, that when AJ comes in and beats him and is the proper ultimate opportunist style money in the bank winner where he wins it 
and then he cashes in right as the point at which Drew's at his weakest and takes the title off him. People will fucking hate AJ. He will just be the top heel. And it's not like someone who wins it from Money in the Bank and you think, ah, but they only won it because they were Money in the Bank winner. Like, AJ's someone they go, yeah, he fucking deserves it, though. He's <laughs> And we know he could right. win this match. He just chooses to... It's like Edge, where you go, you know he could win a match against John Cena or whatever, but mm. he just had this thing which meant he could be smart about it and actually win it in a clever way. Exactly. So I think it'll be interesting. I think he'd be, he's the, the person who could do the most with that money in the bank oh, briefcase because yeah, yeah, especially when you look at it and you go daniel bryan could but i don't think daniel bryan needs to be money in the bank winner I don't know. he doesn't he doesn't he honestly he i'd like to see him career. and drew go for the tag titles to be honest him and drew gulak go for the tag titles i think that'd be fine i mean it's like he's one of those people that you could very easily just he's very much in the stage in his career now where where he wants to pass on his knowledge and he wants to build up new people so him winning the money in the bank match kind of just nullifies that and i think he should stick with the drew gulak thing build up people um get a little faction going like do some cool stuff maybe with these guys yeah um yeah he d- so daniel bryan doesn't need it at all no um yeah and then it's like ray mysterio doesn't need an old guy no. he's just there to put over other people and does a great job of it uh alistair alistair black would be interesting but he's got this whole character that would look weird with a briefcase um (laughs) king corbin could win it you know i mean i think he is someone who legitimately could win it because of the fact that his character suits being mr money in the bank he had it before he fucked up before maybe he won't this time um and so I, I, I'm not against him winning. I mean, I am against him winning because I want Styles to win, but it's not the worst thing in the world if he won it. I don't know. I, it, King Corbin winning it is just another... It's another one of those things where you go, stop giving him things I want other people to have. <laughs> no, no, I, I 100% agree. I mean, I, I don't no, want him to win it. absolutely crazy. Like, I know they're doing it for the heel heat, but you just go, it's just cheap heat and it's go-away heat. No one wants him to win these things. And it's like, just give someone else a chance where it's like, oh, cool, someone new, something to look forward to. If King Corbin wins it, it's just, oh, great, it's going to be six weeks of him on Raw being irritating. It's interesting because there's no audience. One of the things that makes King Corbin... One of the things that makes Baron Corbin (laughs) someone who is a good heel. What makes him a good heel is the fact that when he's out in front of the crowd, he does actually get a reaction. People do boo him. Right, and that's what WWE want. They want the bad guy to go out there and get booed by the crowd. When there's no crowd, there's no way of gauging what people think of Baron Corbin because people have always been shitting on Baron Corbin online, right? So yeah. that's the only. But so they probably ignore that and go, "Well, Baron Corbin was getting good reactions before when we had an audience, so we assume he will get, ba- you know, bad reactions as well if there was an audience now. So we'll just keep on going with this. So it's. I don't know, it's weird, but he doesn't deserve to win it again. I, I even put him in the category of he doesn't need it because it doesn't it doesn't benefit him in any way. Um, the King character is enough as it is. Yeah, it, like he's already getting the attention he needs. I don't think they need to chuck a briefcase on him even more. 
No. And it's just, yeah, I'm like, it's give it to someone new. I want to see something different. Yeah. Um, could that person be the last person in the men's match? Otis. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> you imagine this. If Otis was world champion. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? Part of me would be like, that's really cool. It's nice to see someone young and someone you'd never expect to be world champion have a chance. But then I think, all right, this has gone a bit too far now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, like, it'd be a lovely sentiment, but you go, this is he's now the he's now your mr he's now mr money in the bank yes like you want to invest that much time in him i understand he's very popular right now but you go really with mandy <laughs> with mandy by his side and she's women's champion and they can rule together like triple h and stephanie like the mcmahon helmsley era it's the dozovich rose era god <laughs> Is, I've got. The, I shouldn't really complain about the winner because what I should look forward to is the fact that we're going to see a really interesting and weird match. Yes, I mean to be honest, you sort of look at the people in that match, especially on the men's side, actually on the women's side as well. To be honest, any one of them, you got Brian, Ray, Alistair, Corbin, Otis, and Styles, Oscar, Shayna, Nia, Dana, Lacey, and Carmella. It's not any of those winning the men's and women's. Money in banks. I wouldn't be against it. It's not none of them are offensively bad or anything. I'd say to be fair, I, I, there's some obviously there's some obviously I don't want, but there's some who have Otis no chance of winning it. Like Otis is not going to win it, right? It just isn't going to happen. But oh, he'll know. be fun in that match. He's one of those people that adds stuff to a match like that, and that's why they end up in it, not because they have any real chance of actually being given that prize. <laughs> real quick. Is he still in heavy machinery? Yes, we haven't seen Tucky for a, for quite a few weeks now. Do you know, I feel kind of bad for him. <laughs> I haven't see, we haven't seen Tucky since ooh, WrestleMania. Was he at WrestleMania? Maybe. He oh, was no, on, I saw, the last time we saw he was on the SmackDown before him. WrestleMania, where he lost to Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, because the last time we saw, well, the last time I remember seeing him is when he tells Otis the truth and finds out what actually happened. Yeah. And all that stuff, and I was like, "It's it was little things like that where I thought, oh yeah, they're a tag team. Yeah. They're a tag team called Heavy Machinery, but Otis has massively overshadowed him. Well, it's because people love Otis, and the yeah. storyline with him and Mandy is not just something that has just developed in the last few months. Like this goes back for years of Otis just leaving endless comments and and posting pictures of Mandy Rose on his Instagram, and the thing is what they're legitimate friends as well where mandy rose was the person who submitted the story and put mm. the story through and said well it was her idea um because they were such good friends backstage and then i think it was when it got approved they both just kind of thought how the fuck is that yeah like, let's do it let's, let's do, do, it. It. And like, do it and they've done it really really well um yeah, well. and also i think something else needs to be said about all this is that um sonia deville has had really good promos through all this like the stuff she's done on smackdown with mandy has been fantastic and i think she's someone who i've always wanted her to you know break out on her own and actually be someone who's really dominant because she has a really great athletic background and assuming she can back it up with promos which seemingly she's done quite well with i think she could be a big player in the smackdown women's division and it would be someone new for like to be in that picture of going for the for the women's title 
I 100% agree with you. Yeah, that'd be. It, it's about time she she's got the skill. It's just about time she kind of just branched out on her own. Yeah, yeah. Her own thing, and maybe maybe change up the character a little bit, mix it up, mm. um, flair to it. Not actual flair. Charlotte <laughs> or Rick. Add some depth to it. Um, yeah, she could do some cool stuff on her own. Yeah. Uh, we I know we were talking about AJ Styles and went on a bit of a diversion talking about the money in the bank, but I just thought we needed to give some context to it and also talk about the return of AJ and the fact I think it's really good that he's back. He's someone who's needed at the moment, to be honest, some proper star power. Um, and, you know, we just have to accept that the silliness of wrestling, someone can be buried alive and be back a month later. That's just what happens. <laughs> yeah. These things, it's wrestling. It is wrestling. Um <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up here now. Um, thank you for listening. We will be back after Money in the Bank, some point after Money in the Bank, probably ne- this time next week, to be honest. It's not uh, as if we've got much to do week, at the moment. Yeah, we're, in, we're in lockdown. We haven't much to do, so we'll probably do it this time next week. Uh, talking about Money in the Bank uh, and the roar after Money in the Bank. And uh, yep. we'll uh, see where we're at then and who is Mr. and Miss Money in the Bank. <laughs> yeah, next time we speak... We'll know what the hell happened. And oh uh, yeah, and we'll go through the craziness of this money in a bank ladder match. I can't wait. Uh thank you for listening. Um follow us on Twitter at CSW Pod. Follow Ben on Twitter at uh Ring Review PW. And you can subscribe to us on most podcast apps, apart from Spotify. We haven't managed to crack that one yet. Uh <laughs> how to get us on there uh but most other podcast apps you can find us there give us a subscribe and uh or if you can want to you can listen to all the episodes on cswrestlingpodcast.com uh thank you very much for listening and goodbye bye bye